everyone and welcome to another edition of Up on the Lookout Storytime. Here, we go through some of our what-ifs from my main channel over on YouTube in a much more sedate fashion. Here, you can just sit back and listen to what we have to say. feed then I do welcome you and hope that you follow or subscribe or whatever you can on whatever podcasting platform you choose. We are always here and happy to have you. Let's carry on with this particular tome that we have been neglecting relatively on this feed and that is of course the ballad of Frieza turning good. familiar with Revelation F on this podcast feed, but this is sort of the precursor towards said story. So if you're not quite sure how that works, then you can look back through this and get yourself caught up and then fully enjoy Revelation F and that one's adventures. In the last part, we saw the looming presence of Trojan arrive at what was a derelict bit of space, but then turned out to be a cloaked yard rat. Not realizing what was about to happen, Vegeta ratted the Yardratians out and ultimately doomed them all to destruction at the chaotic hand of Trojan. Even Cooler was left utterly terrified, and this is the guy who was the most methodical of all the children of King Cold. Either way, Frieza had felt this, as did his crew, and it meant that they had to go to Earth to call upon the only person that could help them right now, and that was the guy who he had pulled a fast one on not that long ago, Goku. Coupled with the inclusion of Vampa's Broly and Paragus, our team are now beginning to figure out what to do with the arrival of Trojan, which is to be expected. What kind of powers are available to Frieza right now? Is a certain power going to flare up sooner than before? Will Vegeta bend backwards even more? Well, sit back dear listener, and let's continue. In the depths of the ship of Trojan, Vegeta is in his quarters. Well, I say quarters, it was more like a bolt hole which was meant for the average minion, but it was something. He was on the bunk looking absolutely sickened. What had he done? Despite not caring to return to Yardret to complete his training, deeming it useless for him, he never intended for them to be erased from existence like that. So coldly. So much like his own people. What sort of ironic punishment was this? He doesn't shed a tear though, but he cannot help but have a vacant expression on his face, which rarely happened. Nothing really affected him in that sort of way than something like this. Hours pass before the door swings open. It's cooler. Vegeta turns and spits onto the ground, as if to show what he thinks of him and his kind. Cooler thinks about making a quip about that, but chooses not to. Even he has been shaken by this turn of events. I wanted you to know, Vegeta, that I had no part in what happened. Hmm. You could have stopped it. You and your transformation. Why didn't you? Cooler looks away, just like he did when Trojan blew up Yardrat. Silence cuts through the room. So, fear. 
just as I thought. You're nothing special. You can throw insults all you want, Vegeta, but it makes no difference. What happened, happened. It's not like you can go back and wish for all of this to be undone. Wait. Vegeta's eyes open. Wish. Dragon Balls. He had totally forgotten about them in the years he had spent training and working with Cooler. That's it. In his mind, he felt a torrent of relief, but he chose to stay calm, not to attract too much attention. That's where you're wrong, Cooler. We can wish them back. What? What are you going on about? Has the melancholy meddled with your head? Your brother was this close to achieving immortality, you know, by using dragon balls to wish for said treat. Cooler is unfazed. You're forgetting, Prince. Namek was destroyed, and the people of Sidworld are lost. What you speak of is sadly but words. Not so. Earth has them. Earth? That speck of dust? Freezer was wrong to underestimate it. It is a world filled with powerful warriors. Not that I would want to admit it to them personally. It taught me valuable lessons. And now, it might provide us a valuable tool. Cooler, who had been standing in the doorway of the quarters, enters fully, closing the door behind him, as if to show his curiosity. As soon as Vegeta had explained everything to Cooler, the brother of Frieza nods, having heard the prince's piece. He had not shown emotion throughout, choosing to let Vegeta have its say. Inside, he felt hope that maybe these Dragon Balls could perhaps be used against his new twisted freak of a brother. But, before he could process this further, Speak of the devil, Trojan summons him to the bridge. When he gets there, he is met with the image of second-form Trojan, cupping a glass of wine looking out to the stars, almost aping their dearly departed papa. What kind of point was he trying to make? Was there a point, or was this just another case of mockery? Tell me, brother, why do you put up with that ridiculous monkey? He is useful. He has reached the power of the legendary Super Saiyan. As you experienced firsthand, and he braces himself to say something he despised. Oh, so devastated, Lord Trojan. I see. You are right. He is useful. By the way, I thought I should enlighten you. We have changed course. It seems that we've recently gained new information about our brother's whereabouts. Cooler scowls. Do you know it? A place called Earth. Cooler's eyes then widen. Earth? Wait, how do you know? Trojan turns to Cooler, his face looking much like King Cold's, but nowhere near as calm. You seriously think that just because you are flesh and blood that I trust you? I cannot trust anyone. Not you, not my crew, not even now my own now-departed father. The only thing I can rely on completely and totally is my desire to blow my brother away, and maybe obtaining those dragon balls you mentioned. Cooler is looking unsettled, something he rarely exhibited. I heard everything, and now I'm in a spot of bother. I am harboring a monkey which is now no longer necessary. Be a dear and lead it to the nearest airlock and have done with it. He motions a casual hand to the stars. Cooler doesn't move, nor does he speak. Trojan notices, though. Why do you not move? Did I... Did what I say just now not register? He is a Super Saiyan, the strongest being in existence. There is silence. Silence which Trojan hated. 
he was expecting his brother to add, Except yourself, my lord. But it never arrived. This aggravated him, and he walked over to Kula and grabbed him by the neck, pulling him up to eye level, his eyes manic. I am the strongest being in existence, not that disgusting ape. Perhaps I didn't make myself clear. I am ordering you to throw it out into space. I am done with it. No, you are a fool if you think I will ever do that. He is too powerful. Trojan shrieks with fury and slams Cooler into the side of the ship. Not just through one wall, but two dozen walls. Trojan walking after him slowly, before coming to a stop above the barely conscious being of Cooler. So you're a goody-goody too, just like Frieza. If you defy me one more time, you will share the same fate as he. Now, sleep, brother. He turns around and walks slowly back to the bridge, Cooler falling unconscious, and the ship now heading for Earth. Speaking of Earth, our heroes were still dealing with Dr. Shiro in the background. With a now-revived Goku, he had taken Broly to the lookout to show him something useful, leaving Freezer with an important task. A chance to prove himself trustworthy. Kit, Chilai, entertain Paragus while I am gone doing the monkey's silly little test. I won't be long. It has to be done. You can count on us, Geordie boy. We know how to handle a crazy Saiyan. You can perhaps ask that bandit over there to help you. His power may be small in comparison to mine, but you never know. Yamcha can see Frieza glaring at him in gulps. Oh man, he hopes it's nothing bad. Frieza leaves and Paragus senses an opportunity, perhaps. With Broly in the protection of Goku, Paragus could breathe easy and scheme. After a few minutes, Paragus starts a little small talk, putting Kit and Shilai at ease. They exchange stories about the Freezer Force of old, and at first, all seems really content, until Paragus asks them a question. Did Freezer ever tell you how much he loved destroying entire civilizations? The mood changes quickly. Even Yamcha was looking serious. Kit leads. You seem to be awfully eager to tell us. Enlighten me then. Paragus wasn't expecting this response, but he went with it. He then explained all the sadistic acts their boss had committed, which had been ingrained in every major Saiyan general ever since he took over. Kit and Chilai looked utterly flawed, and Yamcha was even more scared of Frieza. He had breathed the same air as a mass destroyer. With Frieza distracted, I could take your place as captain and lead you towards a much more prosperous existence. You won't have to hide in the shadows like your boss does. No catch, no traps. What do you say? Do we have a deal? He outstretches a hand to Kit. He doesn't take it. The engineer looks ashen-faced. Paragus senses victory. I hate to burst your bubble, friends, but you are dealing with the greatest villain the universe has ever seen. Silence fills the room. Let me get one thing absolutely clear before you say another word. I don't take kindly to creeps like yourself. Paragus's eye widens. What was that supposed to mean? What? Kit gives him a glare. I ain't finished. I had a bad feeling about you from the moment I first laid eyes on you. Your kid's a good boy. Nothing like yourself. You treat him like some kind of caged animal. Strike one. Chilai then steps up and walks to Kit's side. On the first sign of an escape plan, you try to bargain your way out of a problem, thusly abandoning your own son. 
Strike two. Paragus is looking cornered and is preparing to charge a key blast to shut these oaths up. But he is then met with an arm lock from Yamcha. Strike three. You resort to violence against two unarmed and defenseless people. Looks like you're out of luck, pal. He knocks Paragus out with a sudden chop to the neck. Kit and Chilai are surprised to see Yamcha, someone who looked so cowardly and meek, suddenly become so brave and steadfast. Yamcha can see this and smiles. Even if your boss is Frieza, there's no way that I could tolerate him trying to hurt you. Kit nods and pats Yamcha on the shoulder. I like you, but I must say, you could have helped out sooner. I've never been so frightened in all my life. Chulai gives Yamcha the okay sign. Yamcha then asks why they would help Frieza of all people. The girl pipes up. He saved our lives. He saved my life. He's not like the madman you once heard about. Trust me. Yamcha takes what Chilai has to say seriously. Meanwhile, Juro has arrived at his lab and begun the process to activate Androids 17 and 18, which proves to be successful. Outside, the Dragon team, including Trunks, tries to figure out what to do. Without Vegeta, the idea to go in all out is not coming up to the top. Trunks is slamming the door out of desperation, but is halted by a sudden arrival. I would stand back if I were you. They all turn to spot. Frieza, or what looked like Frieza. Piccolo and Gohan are stunned to see the robotic parts to which the former emperor rolls his eyes. Yes, I get it. I'm part mechanical. This is not the time nor place to talk about it. I am here to prove to your monkey boss that I am here to help. So, what are we doing? Piccolo tentatively explains the situation, still utterly bewildered that Frieza was here on their side. Frieza nods and positions himself by the door and is about to fire. But then Gohan steps up. Why are you helping my dad? You tried to kill him before. Frieza closes his eyes. I did. There is no escaping that. I do not beg for forgiveness. That would be pointless. What speaks more is the here and now and what I must do to get it through your daddy's rather thick skull that I am not the enemy here. My brother... Brother? No more questions, hisses Frieza before the door explodes and Jero spots Frieza, utterly surprised that he would be here of all places. And this is when Frieza turns on the charm. Good day, Dr. Jero, was it? I believe that you're in the possession of some tin cans that cannot be allowed to exist. Speaking as one robotic life form to another now, I am afraid I cannot let you go any further. Jero nods. I never expected to see you here, Lord Freezer, and looking so different. You can drop the Lord moniker. That is in the past. I am here for your androids. Kindly bring them before me. Jiro laughs before opening the pods, introducing them to the dragon team and Freezer, before then realizing why he had locked them away in the first place. And they rebel, opening Android 16's pod in the process. And Jiro loses his head. Seventeen spots Frieza and is taken aback. Well, I'll be. What are you, Tin Can? Another one of the good doctor's experiments gone wrong? He clearly rushed your design. Frieza laughs his typical laugh. <laughs> Far from it, Pipsqueak. I am here to end your lives. You are in my way. Seventeen, quite the boisterous fellow, decides to take up the challenge. Head on. Eighteen rolls her eyes and sits down with the now-woken Android Sixteen. What is the point of this, sister? 
Aren't we supposed to eliminate Son Goku and Son Goku only? I don't know, big guy. Just him wanting to swing his... whatever. Meanwhile, Seventeen powers up and punches Freezer out of the lab, leaving the Dragon Team overwhelmed. So much for Freezer's power, then. But wait, the Emperor hasn't even started yet. Good, we have some get up and go. That'll make your ultimate demise all the more satisfying. It was quite clear to all present that despite Freezer's allegiance being different, he still had a vicious streak about him. That hadn't changed one bit. As that was going on, Goku and Broly had teleported to the lookout thanks to Goku's instant transmission. Broly was mesmerized by the wonderful architecture and the silence. For the first time in his life, he could experience total calm. He liked this feeling. Ah, Goku, I've been expecting you and your friend, said an amiable Kami. Yep, this is Broly. He and I want to go in the time chamber and train. Kami swallows hard, remembering the last time Goku had gone inside there, when they were training before the 23rd World Martial Arts Tournament. Are you sure that is wise? You could barely go a couple of months in there before, and I sense young Broly's mind being far more unsettled than yours was. I cannot stop you, of course, from going in, but I hope you know what you are doing. Goku nods, looking focused. I got this, old man. I feel a strong power in Broly, and I want to tap into it and get him up to speed. Kami nods and smiles placing a hand on Goku's shoulder. I understand. It's been a wild ride with you. You've made this old fool's life rather exciting these last few years. Thank you. Goku is confused with the resignation in Kami's voice, but is then distracted by Mr. Popo, who is readying the door to the chamber. In a few seconds, Goku and Broly were inside, ready to train. Now much like what we did in the What If Broly Was In The Android Saga series, Goku is going up against a brick wall in Broly. He is a guy who doesn't like to fight due to imposed timidity from his father. So, like in that story, Goku focuses on building up Broly's defenses to make him an impenetrable wall. Only after a few months of this does Broly start to get the Saiyan twinkle in his eye. But not before Goku experiencing the raw and unstoppable force of wrathful Broly. It had taken Goku to the brink of death before Broly stopped himself by the skin of his teeth this had greatly strengthened Goku's power, as well as Broly's control in himself. Meanwhile, the battle with Frieza and Seventeen is intensifying, with Frieza toying with the android mostly. The teenager is getting more and more aggravated, despite his infinity engine keeping him at bay from exhaustion. Frieza was non-stop. What is your deal, you freak? You got some infinite power thing or whatever? No, I took myself seriously. Something you seem to be failing at spectacularly. With that, Riza slapped Seventeen across the face repeatedly, much like what Goku did to him on Namek. It was nice to be the one dishing it out this time. Eighteen and Sixteen were now looking concerned. Mm, Riza's power is increasing. This is bad, mutters Piccolo. Why is that bad, Mr. Piccolo? He's on our side. For now, Gohan, this is Frieza we're talking about. We're powerless against him. If he were to turn on us, we'd have no chance. But what about Dad? He's taken that other Saiyan to the lookout. I think I know what he's up to. As they're talking, Trunks is skulking around behind Android 18 and decides to use the diversion to attack her. He lunges forward. This is the end of the line, you monster! 18 turns and catches Trunks' sword. Big mistake, kiddo. She punches Trunks through several rock faces. 
Piccolo and the others sense this. Looks like they have to go and help. Sixteen, though, doesn't move. He is steadfast in his mission to only attack Son Goku. With Trunks, Piccolo, Gohan and Tenshinhan on 18, 17 can sense his sister in a spot. But Frieza will not let him go and help. Ah, ah, ah! Your quarrel is with me. You started this, young lad, and I will finish it. And as that's going on, Kami communicates with Piccolo, telling him to report to the lookout to discuss something. Piccolo understandably doesn't want to leave, sensing that 18 is on the ropes, and they could end this right now without Goku. But the elder Namekian is insistent, saying that this could be a good counter to Frieza, what he has to say, as well as another threat. This gets Piccolo's attention. So, Piccolo breaks off without saying a word, leaving Krillin having to jump in, hoping he didn't have to do anything. So much for that then. In the distance, a bug man is drinking the biomass of countless citizens, but is also focused on the battle going down hundreds of miles away. Could that be his siblings in trouble? Possibly. But he is too weak to help them effectively yet. He must feed still. But one power he can sense intrigues him. Hmm. I never expected to meet that one. This will be fun once I am ready to pounce. Well, it seems like Cell has entered the ring. But will he and Frieza play along? That will have to be seen in the next part of the story. Thank you all so much for listening, everybody. And I do hope that you can follow, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends and get the word out about the possibility of Frieza turning good. But until the next time, everybody, I do hope that you're staying safe and that I shall see you again very soon in the next installment. Take care. Goodbye.